0: Welcome to this very special episode 218 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. And Steph. We have a great episode for you. As you've probably noticed, we've been putting out a lot of episodes in addition to our usual Wednesday release. And that's, of course, because everything is so exciting right now with Taylor just having announced reputation about a week ago. And with Look What You Made Me Do and the video being out for just a few days. It's such an exciting time. And we, on this podcast, want to bring you all the latest coverage up to the minute. And in order to do that, we're reaching out and talking to all kinds of people, some of the biggest names in media, a lot of celebrity guests coming up, um, as many people as we can to bring you guys as much coverage as possible. So in order to keep up with all of that, the best thing to do is subscribe to us on iTunes, and that will notify you every time we put out a new episode. And you can talk to us throughout the week. We're on social media at SwiftCast13. Our main account is our Twitter, but we're also on that username and Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. And you can tell us what you think and talk to us about anything you want. We love talking to you.
1: Yeah, we definitely have a lot of really exciting episodes coming up for you. And we really just can't wait to see what other surprises Taylor has in store for us and to get prepared for this whole new era.
0: So on episode 217, we were joined by a reporter from Rolling Stone, Brittany Spanos, for a great discussion all about her initial thoughts on Look What You Made Me Do. And around the same time, we also recorded this great interview with Jason Lipschitz, who is a reporter for Billboard, and he does a lot of Taylor coverage. And obviously, Taylor has been very involved with Billboard in the past, whether on their magazines, being interviewed being Billboard's Woman of the Year. And so we were very excited to get to talk to someone from Billboard because they're one of the biggest players in the music industry.
1: Yeah, this was really exciting for us. And Jason has written many articles about Taylor. He recently wrote on August 24th for Billboard with the article titled Taylor Swift's Reputation Intact, Expect the Script to Once Again Get Flipped.
0: And he had so many great things to say about Taylor, both from working with her in the past to what he hopes they might work together on in the future. So I think you guys will enjoy this chat as much as we did. Joining us now is Billboard's Jason Lipschitz. How's it going? I'm great. How's it going, guys?
1: Thank you for joining us.
0: Yeah, of
2: course. Of course. Happy Taylor Swift release
1: weekend. It's a day that we thought
0: would never come. Now, let me let me ask you a question
2: before we get into stuff like were you guys because she had released uh, a single every every other August uh, for years and then like an album every other October. So last year when 2016 came and went, were you guys like super bummed?
0: Oh, yeah, we definitely were.
1: Yeah. And we kind of thought maybe something would happen last year. But last year was such a crazy year for Taylor in terms of the media. And so I don't think we were that surprised when nothing happened. But I do have to say that I wonder and always will wonder if she had something planned and if things had not gone for her the way they did in the media, if she would have released something.
2: Yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a very fair question. I, I, I don't know myself. If I were to guess, I would say no. Um, I, I know that there were defi- definitely rumors uh, that proved to be unfounded that she was going to release something. Uh, which I'm sure you guys are aware of, but yeah, I, I if I were to guess, I, w- I would say that I, I think 1989 just was so extensive for her that I was not shocked that she took an extra year for this next project.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and at this time last year, we were gearing up for her huge performance in Austin, so we kind of thought, would she have planned that performance without having it tied to some promotion, but then that ended up being the case and there was nothing new
2: yeah yeah and i I think a lot of people were wondering that if you know since it, it was i believe last october people were wondering if yeah she was going to put out something tied to that but but yeah it uh it proved not to be the case but here we are in beautiful 2017 with the new taylor swift music
1: this will be the first time she's ever had an odd year release
2: no and it feels it. It feels like it. It feels like an off-center kind of project coming. So uh, I'm, you know, I- I'm sure that kind of gets right into "Look what you made me do" and the sound of it.
0: So my first question was: Now that it's been about 48 hours, we've all had probably the chance to listen to the song multiple times. Do you feel your opinion of it changing at all?
2: I think so. I, I think that initially. I was just so surprised and, and what I wrote about the song on uh you know, early Friday was just the fact that I was so shocked by the sound of it and just I, I, I kinda guessed that something like it would be coming, but to have it so extreme and, and, and so 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 different than any sound she's ever done before was really surprising. And and then I listened to it I think last night I my wife and I were on on our way to dinner and I listened to it again uh, in the car. And, you know, at that point, it was, I had listened uh, to it for about 15 times. And that time I was like, yeah, this is actually, this is kind of a banger. Like let's, you know, I, I, I still don't think it's like a perfect song by any means. I think there are definitely some chances that it takes that don't work, but I think I, I think I'm like firmly in the positive on, on it after after being kind of uh in the middle there.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel the same. I was just pretty shocked by everything about it on Thursday night. It was just the message was what I was expecting, but the actual sound of it was not and so I listened to it a couple times, I was like, I'm really not sure, I went to sleep, and then when I drove to work on Friday, I played it the entire way straight, like you said, like probably 15 times, and yeah, it's grown on me now.
2: Yeah, you know, the one, the one thing I knew about the song before it came out, um, and, uh, you know, uh, be- before any of the info was released, that I, I had spent time in the studio with, uh, with Jack Antonoff a couple months ago when he was, you know, preparing to release the uh, the bleacher stuff, and he he had he had basically more or less hinted that he was doing extensive stuff with with Taylor, and I I don't know how much that of that is going to be on the album, but it, it sounds like they they spent a good amount of time together. So I wasn't shocked to see that he worked on the first single, Um but you know I in the same way that he worked with Lord, and I love Greenlight. It, it it wasn't like a, a a total left turn for her. So, you know, when I when I thought about the fact that Jack was working on the new Taylor album, I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense. They've worked together before. You know, she'll still be in that pop lane. It'll probably be a little different um than the stuff she did with Max, but uh yeah, I I was I just wasn't expecting such a hard left turn on on this on this first single.
1: So, how extensively then do you think jack is included on this album
2: i yeah that's I, I i've um i'm I'm wondering that myself i i honestly don't know um they definitely like i said it, it uh from what he hinted at it sounds like they they spent a good amount of time in the studio together but uh but i i don't know how much of that is going to make the final cut um you know they've they've spoken really highly of each other so i think that it, it wasn't a, a huge shock that he was going to follow up his work on 1989 with more stuff with taylor
0: well with lord from what it sounds like they were pretty much holed up in his house for like a solid year doing stuff so given that we have no clue where taylor has been i think it's likely that she's spent a ton of time with him
2: yeah and obviously she's really close with lena and uh you know it's it it the context clues kind of made sense of the fact that you know, he he mentioned he was uh, he was working on Taylor stuff. I I definitely was excited, but not shocked.
1: So you mentioned that you think this song takes some risks that you expected, but you don't think actually worked. And I was just wondering if you could expand upon that. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think that one of the I, I you know now now having listened to it a bunch, one of the things that that doesn't work are are the transitions. I, I think that there are isolated moments of this song um that are really powerful but they they don't fit together seamlessly in the way that we're used to from a Taylor Swift song like you know you you think about like a song like we are never ever getting back together and and, and at the time in 2012 that was definitely a, a different look for her but everything sort of had to carry the same tone um and, and kind of different like or or the same sonic DNA I guess you could say it definitely was this this very fun like poppy pop rock song it uh you know the bridge where she's complaining about the guy it just made sense it spit and and when I say that parts of it don't work I, I I'm thinking about like um uh, of look what you made me do thinking about the second verse where she kind of gets into this kind of sneering ter- territory and it's talking about, um, karma and the world moving on to different drama. Like, I just think if you listen to the way that part is presented, it's not terrible, but it, it it just doesn't really fit to me with, with the rest of it. Um, in the, in the same way that the first verse is very kind of, uh, quiet and, and I don't know, it just, it, it doesn't really fit. And, and I think that, um, I actually like the bridge too with, uh, you know, the kind of tongue in cheek, like the, the old tailor's dead, but it also, it's just, it's just kind of jarring. Like you don't really see it coming. Um, I don't know. I mean, I i, I think thats it, it's, it's definitely very ambitious. And I, I think for a project that's so different that it had to be this ambitious, I, I just don't think all of the pieces fit together. Um, but you know, that that's also kind of what makes it interesting. Like it's not this like, Pristine pop single that we're used to. Uh, it's messy yeah. from, and 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 I kind of like that about it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely intended, I think, to be more shocking than easy listening.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing is that I think that is part of its intent to not totally fit together. Um, you know, I, I still think it's a, it's a it's a really it's a really interesting song it's a really good song but you know it's it's definitely it's definitely proud of its worth i I guess you could say
0: so another thing that we've been wondering and just sort of talking to a lot of people about it sounds like from the media's perspective all the major outlets have gotten a lot less info prior to the song coming out and it seems like she might not be doing typical press. How has that affected things at billboard so far? And what do you expect to happen as we get closer to the release? Oh, uh, that's a
2: good question. I, I, I don't think uh, we at billboard, um, you know, we're, we're really excited about this. This, this definitely seems to be the big uh, project of the fall. There's, there's definitely some other stuff coming, but um yeah it, it'll be interesting to see what what happens I mean I, I think that um we like a lot of other people kind of read the tea leaves and and figure that there was new music coming this fall um but but in terms of the specifics in terms of her availability uh I'm not I'm not really sure I mean I I think that I think that um Billboard will definitely we you know we we've had like a very very uh elaborate and extensive history with Taylor, which is something we're really proud of. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that we'll continue analyzing and reviewing and covering and, and everything Taylor Swift related over the next couple of months. Um, but you know what, how often she'll want to speak on the record or off the record, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens.
0: Do you think that she can outsell 1989 without doing any press? Yeah, I, I don't think,
2: I don't know. I, I, I think that it's it's definitely something that I've been thinking about. Um, the fact that Taylor Swift is, is one of these artists that e- even as album sales have uh, wound down and, and especially now that streaming is so prevalent, she's been able to kind of buck the trend and continue selling a million plus, not not only uh, an ex- uh, a huge amount of uh, albums in the first week but also uh to top herself each time from 2010 to 2012 to 2014 and you know if if i were to guess right now i i would say that it's just going to be really tough to do it even if you know uh, how much, how no matter what kind of press she has uh no matter what kind of you know, uh, follow-up singles she has, it's, it's just going to be tough. I mean, I I would say never to count her out in terms of commercial power, (laughs) but, you know, you're talking about selling now she'd have to pop herself again by selling 1.3 million, which has happened only a handful of times in his, in the history of the Nielsen era. Um, it's just really tough. And, and I, I do think that she's going to, have a, a huge first week when, when this comes out in mid November. Um, but I think it's way too early to kind of predict what she's going to do and, and how she's going to do it in terms of the the rollout of this album.
0: Yeah. And she's been so creative already with the marketing tactics immediately. So many things started rolling out like the target exclusive magazine that has multiple different covers that includes the album or the UPS contest where there's now going to be UPS trucks with her face on the road everywhere and all of the ABC commercials she's doing for the fall show. So I definitely think if she's not doing press, she has a lot of other creative things in mind that will help boost sales.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it definitely seems like even with his first single I mean, we we saw it at Billboard even before the single was announced. She was sh- sharing snake videos on Instagram. It, it's it's the thing everybody was talking about this week. I mean, there were this was a very crowded week in terms of new music um, with Fifth Harmony and Queens of the Stone Age and and a, and a bunch of other projects. Lil Uzi Vert and but Taylor was able to dominate the conversation with ten-second snake videos. So. I think, I think that bodes well for the amount of attention that this upcoming project is going to receive.
1: So as you mentioned earlier, Taylor has always been a favorite of Billboard, I think. She's been named Billboard's Woman of the Year twice, once in 2011 and once in 2014, which I thought was impressive because 1989 was not released until late October. So I was wondering, do you think she could potentially be named Woman of the Year for 2017, even though this album is even later with a November 10th release date?
2: You know, I I, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think that we at, at Billboard have already been talking about our, our Women in Music uh, uh, week and, and event. Um, and, you know, obviously we, we have some... Some things already planned, some things not planned yet. Uh, but you know, obviously uh, Taylor's someone that Billboard is always interested in, and you know the fact that she's been wo- Woman of the Year twice is, you know, no no other artist has, has had that achievement. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's it, it's a good question, and I, I I unfortunately don't have an answer.
0: I think we're always just excited. It's something that we would love to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look as a as
2: a as a Taylor Swift fan. Um, but, but that's the thing is that in, in 2011, uh, in 2011, um, she was coming off of speak now and, and uh, the huge tour and she was winner of the year that year. So, you know, I, I don't think that 2017, 2018, 2019, it, it'll be interesting to see what involvement Taylor has with, with this yearly event um, moving forward.
0: And we'll be right back with more of our chat with Jason. Um, one of the big rumors that was going around, and I think you were tweeting about it as well, a lot of people thought the song might be called Timeless.
2: Yes, yes, this is, that's very true. I,
0: I, I sent a, I sent, a, <laughs> and
2: I, I had to delete that tweet because, um, it actually, it, it's funny because, um, there's a, there's a story about that tweet that I cannot tell on, uh, on the record, but, um. Yeah, it was it, it was definitely something that uh, I sent out and I didn't think that so many people were going to pick up on. And I was like, I think I'm giving people the wrong meth idea. <laughs> like uh, on air with Ryan Seacrest tweeted at me, what do you know? And, you know, at, at that point, I, I knew a few things, but uh, not the not that Timeless was definitely this single title. Um so yeah, it was, I had to delete that. I think people were still tweeting at me, like, "What? What's going on?" And uh, I, I wish I could share that story. I, I cannot, but um, it, was, it was in retrospect, it's, it's more funny than anything.
1: Well, I think everybody thought that that was the name. There was a website devoted to timeless that we heard cost one hundred and forty thousand dollars to even have the domain name. So. I think we all thought it was going to be timeless.
2: I mean, I think it, it just kind of is a testament to the excitement about this next project that you know just the the title of the song, not even anything about it, and and um, you know, if anything, "Look What You Made Me Do" is a much more evocative and and uh, revealing song title than if it had been called "Timeless." I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, that that would have been exciting, but wouldn't have really told you that much about it. Uh, so yeah, it's it, like, that, that's what I, I, I tweeted this one word and, and got like 1200 retweets and I was like, uh eh, I think that people misunderstand. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was, yeah. And I saw that about the genius thing and, um, you know, so, sometimes, you know, uh, Taylor season is, is full of misdirection.
1: That's really true. So do you have, any expectations for the rest of the album or what you think will happen for tour for reputation?
2: Well, it it definitely sounds like, um, in, in terms of the rest of the album, I I definitely think that Taylor is is going to kind of continue on this streak. I, I, I don't know if any, I don't know if the rest of the album is going to be as, as cold and, um, as, as dark as Look What You Made Me Do uh, or kind of uh, take on the uh, the past year in, in terms of the headlines and whatnot uh, quite as head on and, and quite as explicitly. I'm not sure about that, but I, I will say I think we can expect that that's going to be something that she lingers on, you know, ba- based on the first single, based on the title and, and the album artwork. I, I definitely think that It's not just going to be this one song that delves into her psyche as, you know, last year was her facing her most pronounced backlash of her career. And one of the things I wrote about was, what's interesting is, I I don't think that any of the backlash, and look, you guys are Taylor Swift fans, I don't think any of the backlash was anything that serious in in terms of what she actually did. I think it, it kind of amounted to like, celebrity beefing and not saying who she voted for. And I I think that she took, you know, this backlash and and she bottled it up into this new album that we're getting in a few months. Um, It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how much she goes into specifics on the album. I, I, I don't know about that. If I were to guess, I would say that she doesn't because she's known for being a songwriter that that takes kind of a, a subtle tactic to her subjects. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, my takeaway from this song, it, you know, from the first listen was, I can't wait to hear the rest of this album because it, it just sounds like it's going to be so different than the rest of her albums. And for me also, I, I, I think that it, it has the potential to be a lot more interesting. And, and I don't, I, I like 1989, um, and I liked Red. My my favorite Taylor album is definitely Speak Now. I think that uh, that's when her song she was at the peak of her songwriting powers. But I, I like these albums, but they uh, in terms of Red in 1989. But I do think they were very positive in in, in a way that wasn't one dimensional. But could I'm 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 curious to see like how how much more depth. Taylor Swift has. And, and and it feels like we're going to get this with this album. So I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, one of the things that we've talked many times about when we talked about what we were hoping before this album, before we knew anything about it, was we really wanted to see her go more towards an edgy rock sound. Like, for example, do you remember the 1989 tour performance that she had of We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, the rock version?
2: Yeah, yes, they do.
0: Like, that was so cool, and I thought if she can push herself towards more of that sound, I think it would be incredible. And given that the lead single often doesn't sound like the rest of the album, I think there's still a good chance that we could get that rock sound, and it would go with the dark theme.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. It, it'll be, you know, and the, definitely the uh, based on the... Um, Album artwork. I, I'm sure you guys have heard a lot of like, is Taylor going emo? Is Taylor going grunge? Like a, a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it'll be really fascinating to see how much she she dives into that in in her new sound or uh, in, in her next project. But yeah, you know, I, I'm just I, I'm really I'm really fascinated because she's also never really failed at at genre experimentation. She she adopted this pop music sound. So expertly from starting out in country and the ground she's covered in in a relatively short amount of time from 2010 speak now which is a which is basically a country album to 2014 uh, 1989 it was really impressive so now now three years later it sounds like you know look what you made me do is more electronic it, it's definitely popular but uh, definitely darker and yeah, I'm 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 very interested in to see how how deep she goes and and you know, it's it'd be great.
0: And I think it's important to keep in mind that we don't need to label her. We don't need to put her in a box of a particular genre.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's that's the interesting thing is um you know, she she one of the one of the things that uh, I was thinking about when when uh writing about song is is the new Kesha album which came out a couple of weeks ago and one, one of the things that i love so much about that album and and you know it's it's not to me it it's not even really the most cohesive album but it, it just has so many different styles and and so many different rabbit holes that it jumps down whether it's you know a piano ballad or a country duet with dolly parton or a rock song with equals of death metal i mean i mean Kesha opens herself up on this, this album so much to different genre. And I'm, I'm excited because it sounds like Taylor definitely has the opportunity to do the same with this, this next album. Um, not to say that she was ever pigeonholed, but she could, she really has the chance to to flesh out and, and try different things uh, in a way that maybe not every, every single one of them works, but uh, it's going to be really exciting to, to hear her experiment if, if she does and choose uh, does indeed choose to.
1: And with respect to what you just said, first, I'm wondering, do you think Kesha will be included on this album? Because last year, Kesha posted an Instagram saying she recorded with a Grammy winning artist, and we were all speculating that it was Taylor. And I'm also wondering if, in terms of the cohesiveness, what you expect for Reputation, do you think she'll just be experimenting with a lot of different things? Or will she try to make it Cohesive, like she did with 1989. Yeah, that's
2: that's the question. I mean, well, um, with regard to Kesha, I, I'm not really sure. But didn't Taylor uh, donate? Am I remembering that correctly? She she donated to the the Kesha when when during the the height of her kind of uh, legal drama. Right. Yeah, that was that was Taylor that donated. Yeah, I mean, obviously they 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 could feasibly record together and that would be very cool. I, I would be all about that. Um, and in terms of how cohesive it is, yeah, it, it might be a more experimental thing where she tries a different, uh, a bunch of different sounds. Yeah, uh, it could be kind of, um, more cohesive in the sense that she commits to this one darker sound that we already heard on look what you made me do. Um, I, I think that either one is really exciting, honestly. I mean, if she kind of goes with this, look what you made me do sound, I would love to hear a whole album of that. If she doesn't and and plays around with with style a little bit more, um, I would love that too. I'd I'd love to hear her kind of spread her wings in that way. She's certainly earned the right to dabble in different sounds and collaborators. So yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of my takeaway is that I I heard the song. It's, it's, I, I think far from perfect, but it's really, really exciting to me.
0: Well, I think just fans and media alike are just so eager for any more information we can get. We're wondering if she's going to do promo singles, you know, how many songs could come out before November 10th. We're just wondering if she's going to explain anything or if we're going to be left totally in the dark. I mean, we don't even know if we're going to see her around in public or if she's still going to be under the radar.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I I think we're all kind of wondering that as well, because if, if you think about the way she launched 1989 with this super fun, wasn't it like a live stream? Um, yes, it was. Get a bunch of fans over. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm half remembering these things. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to. No, uh, oh, you're
0: right. She's always done a very big public announcement for each album and usually had fans in attendance. So as fans, this feels very different to us too.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So what, how are you guys feeling in terms of this is a, a pretty big, Uh, change up for her Uh, are you guys cautiously optimistic or disappointed or um, just absolutely enthralled by it I'm curious what you guys think
0: I would say for me personally cautiously optimistic I do think like I just said it's a little bit different for us as fans to feel like we're not in on it with her as much she's always done a great job of making all fans feel like they're the most important people in the world to her and inviting fans to announcements and inviting fans to her house and you know doing things that people just don't do so i totally get if she's trying a new strategy i just think it might feel very different based on what we're used to but as for the music itself i definitely think she knows what she's doing and i absolutely cannot wait to get my hands on the rest of the album
1: Yeah, I feel the same. I think Taylor is a genius, marketing-wise, songwriting-wise, just everything. And I think for me, the, the lead single is, the way Taylor deals with it is, she wants something that attracts attention, that people will talk about. And it's usually not really representative of what the album is when you look at songs like We Are Never and Shake It Off. So... I just can't believe that we're going to have 14 more songs on this album.
0: Plus any possible bonus tracks.
1: Right, possible bonus tracks, and we just have no idea. So I think it's really exciting, and I think she really couldn't have done anything else. She kind of had to take control of the narrative here like she is. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, I mean, one of the things that we've been talking about at Billboard is I think that when when you saw the album title and the the album artwork and the snake videos, it's like, Oh, okay. This is like, you know, she's going to be addressing what happened over the past year and a half. Um, So, and and I think one of the things we talked about was, should she do that Uh, in the sense that I don't think any, anyone really, you know, when they think of Taylor Swift, they kind of remember, and, and I'm, i I guess I'm speaking more from the perspective of casual fans, talking to my friends about it, talking to my wife about it, talking to, you know, just people in my life about this new Taylor project. I, I've definitely gotten a couple, like, why is she still dwelling on this stuff? Like, in terms of the Kanye stuff, in terms of everything last year, it it just wasn't, it doesn't seem like something that people really gave that much of a second thought to. What What do you guys think about that?
0: I just... I struggle with that question a lot, too, because obviously it had a huge impact on her whole, not to be funny, but reputation last year. And at the same time, it has been a year since these things happened. And if she never talked about them again, I do think people would forget. But I also think that people, unfortunately, anyone that's not a fan is so eager to see her slip up again that I don't know what could happen in the future, but even the smallest slip up that another celebrity might get away with, people would crucify her. And so I think she felt like she has just been forced into this situation where she can't win no matter what she does and that's why she decided to go bolder with the way she's addressing it.
2: That's really interesting. Yeah, it's I I definitely get that sense. And I, I think that you definitely see this with the reaction to the song where where people are I mean this is this is definitely this is definitely the least well-received first single that she's put out and I, I think part of that is, is because the song is so is so jarring and it's kind of meant to be polarizing but I think part of it is also that there's there's a there's a fact there's a factor of laziness that's that that's in where it's like oh this is the, the story Taylor Swift's over oh she's you know let's be done with her I don't like this this song sucks and it's it's frustrating for me as someone who lives and breathes pop music and and loves talking about this stuff and understands that there's millions of fans who are hanging on uh every, you know every word every every sound every second of music um but yeah it it's it, it's it's probably been you know for you guys a strange couple of days just because just because of that reaction
0: it definitely has but I feel like just sort of how Taylor has been forced to toughen up over the years with things that have happened to her. We are very used to as fans having to see a lot of backlash and just always remembering that at the end of the day, it's about the music.
2: Yeah, it's very true.
0: So Jason, do you want to remind everyone where they can follow you on social media? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm uh,
2: at Jason Lipschutz on Twitter, uh, Jason, and then lip shut Z so lip shuts. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see my, my stuff on dober.com and, and in billboard magazine. And, uh, yeah, thank you. I, I mean, you guys reach a lot of, uh, Taylor Swift fans and, um, you know, I appreciate everybody who's been reading and commenting and, and everything on, uh, on billboard. Uh, we, part of the fun for what I do is not just writing, uh, on these, these, this new music, but also hearing what fans have to say and, um, you know, hearing their analysis and and their excitement. So uh, yeah, thank you guys.
0: Absolutely. And we would love to hear more of your thoughts later on as we get more news and more music. Let's do it. Thanks so much, Jason. This has been great.
1: Thank you. Thank you guys. Take care.
0: We hope you enjoyed this special episode. I know we had a blast doing it. And as I mentioned earlier, we have many more of these special interview series coming up for you in the future.
1: Yes, we hope that you will continue to listen to these and we hope you're enjoying them as much as we are enjoying making them for you.
0: And if you are, we would love if you would leave us a review on iTunes and a five star rating as well as subscribe and that will just help keep you in the loop and we would really appreciate it. So we will see you back again with another episode very soon. But for now, for episode 218, this has been Ashley. And Steph. And we hope you guys have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye.